The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. NFL Week 16 Power Rankings. We got NBA starting their season and more. We got uh, futures, NFL futures from Bavada Sportsbook as usual. So we're going to be running through those in the power rankings. You're listening to Sean and Sam on the Functional Sportsaholic. Sam, buddy, uh, before we really get rolling here, you mind if I just go into the power rankings? Does that sound good? Let's do it. All right. NFL Week 16 Power Rankings. This week, I want to run through 15 teams. Uh, Usually, I do a top 10 list, and I give you a screen of respect. At this point, I just want to include playoff teams, and we're going to have 14 playoff teams this year. I'm going to include a bonus team, which would not make my top 14 at this point, um, which is the NFC East victor, my predicted victor. So I'm going to work my way from 15 to 1, and as always, I have the, uh, the futures here from Bavada, which is always good to keep in mind. So... With no further ado, number 15, the Washington football team. Uh, since Alex Smith had taken over, they, uh, Alex Smith was 4-1 and one as a starting quarterback. The defense is legit. Um, I believe if Alex Smith was playing last week, they would have beaten the Seahawks because the Seahawks had no answer for the slant. Hello, we're in 2020. You have to have an answer for a slant. Uh, if Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback, obviously Washington's not going to... I don't even think Washington will win the division with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, but hopefully for uh, for Washington's sake, Alex Smith comes back soon. They are 6-8, and eight, and Bavada has them at plus 8,000 to win the Super Bowl, which I think is, uh, you know, it's not awful and it should be low because they don't, uh, you know, they have a lot of, let's say, question marks at the quarterback position. Number 14, the 8 and 6, Arizona Cardinals. I don't know that Arizona is going to make the playoffs, but I think that they will. Uh, they only have to contend really with the Chicago Bears behind them. The Chicago Bears are at 7-7, seven and seven, so Arizona still remains a game ahead. I do believe that they will beat the San Francisco 49ers, which would put them to 9-6. and six. They could. I don't even know if the playoff scenario is based on tiebreakers, uh, if, if a win and like a Chicago loss gets them in or what have you, but uh, I think the Arizona Cardinals' chances are pretty good, but they do have a tough matchup. They might be the Rams. I can't remember who they they have from the NFC West in week 17, but it's not a gimme in week 17. So um, I'm, I'm assuming that this game is a must win for the Arizona Cardinals. They are at plus 5,000 to win the Super Bowl. Number 13, uh, to me, a similar team uh, to Arizona. The offense isn't quite as good as, uh, as uh, Miami's because, I'm sorry, Miami, the Miami Dolphins are the team I'm talking about. Uh, their offense is not as good as the Arizona Cardinals, but they did beat the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is a year ahead of his progression and really kind of a full season and a half because Tua took over as the starter, by the way, without an NFL offseason and kind of still healing up from that hip injury. So yeah, it took him about eight games to take over, maybe even a little less than that. But the Miami Dolphins are very good. Uh, Tua takes care of the ball. Even that interception he threw against New England, he just got hit as he threw it. That happens in the NFL. Uh, The Miami Miami Dolphins, to me, dominated the New England Patriots. Um, Although that game was close for a while, you could see that Miami was the better team. And that's really what you're looking for. The Miami Dolphins have to deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. That's not a gimme win. However, with uh, Marcus Mariota at quarterback, I do believe Miami's really, really good defense can shut down the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think the Miami Dolphins will improve to 10-5. and five. However, uh, there's a lot of good teams. Um, it's possible that an 11-5 and five team in the AFC misses the playoffs this year. Obviously, if Miami keeps winning, they'll be in the playoffs. Even if they or if they lose a game and they finish 10-6, and six, I do not think they'll be in the playoffs. So every game for Miami is a must-win. They have the Raiders this week and they have the Bills to close out the season and uh, thanks to the Pittsburgh Steelers losing some games there the Bills are now the number two seed 
um, if the season were to end today. So the Bills will probably be playing their starters for the full game, uh, which means the Miami Dolphins are going to have a tough, uh, a tough Week 17 matchup in probably a win-or-go-home situation. So interesting for the Miami Dolphins. Fun to watch them, though. Fun to watch them ascend. They're definitely a team on the up, and they have a treasure trove of picks. They're going to be a very, very good team for like a decade. Um, they're going to be very, very good. I like the Miami Dolphins and what's going on. Bovada has them at plus 8,000 to win the Super Bowl. Um, again, I think that's uh, respect, um, you know, enough respect, but they shouldn't be any higher than that, given that their uh, their quarterback situation right now, even though Tua is a very good quarterback, when you look at the other quarterbacks in the li- this list, he's just not as good as these other quarterbacks. It's not a, you know, it's not a diss on uh, Tua by any means. It's just that, for crying out loud, look at the other quarterbacks on this list. They've all been to the Super Bowl for the most part. Uh, speaking of a quarterback that has been to the Super Bowl, uh, the Los Angeles Rams and Jared Goff. Uh, look, I, and I believe the Miami Dolphins beat the Los Angeles Rams as well earlier this season, um, so you can make the argument that it could be higher. Obviously, the ugly, ugly loss to the New York Jets. Um shocking to a lot of people. But, you know, you get that with the Rams from time to time. They're going to give Seattle a really tough game this week. They've been to the Super Bowl. They know how to get there. I like the uh, offense, the immaturity of the offense a little bit more. And the defense, I think, is is a very, very good defense, probably a top eight defense in the league, if not higher. And, yes, I'm being conservative when I say top eight. Um, they're going to give uh, teams a, a real tough, um, you know, tough shot in the playoffs. And uh, look, you know, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. It's People, you know, completely ignore that for some reason. They've been in the Super Bowl two years ago, Jared Goff. Um, I think they'll get it together. Number 11 on this list, the Baltimore Ravens at plus 1,500, 9-5. So the Baltimore Ravens, when they were 6-5, and five, I said, hey, the Baltimore Ravens are going to win out and they're going to make the playoffs. So far, they've held serve. I've, they've won their uh, their three games in a row. Uh, they have a game against the Giants, which isn't a gimme game, but I do believe they'll win that game as well to improve to 10-5. and five. That's what I'm saying to Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, basically, everybody's got to win all their games at this point. It's crazy. And uh, Baltimore does have the tiebreaker over Cleveland, by the way, who's ahead of them on this list. So Cleveland, who was one game ahead of them in standings, Baltimore, if uh, if they win and the Cleveland Browns lose a game, and the Browns do have to play the Steelers in Week 17, then they would have the the uh, the, the tiebreaker advantage of the Cleveland Browns. So uh, going to be a wild finish in the AFC, pretty fun. Once again, the Baltimore Ravens, they're going to be. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know who's not going to make the playoffs, but I do believe the the I do believe the Baltimore Ravens will win out. And uh, they'll finish 11 and five, and they'll go into the playoffs with a five-game winning streak. And everybody's going to forget about the middle of the season. Um, so yeah, Baltimore Ravens—they're for real. And Bovada once again has them at plus 1500 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, number 10, the um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, um, that first half against Atlanta wasn't good, but what does Atlanta do? They try to sit on their lead, and then they lose. Um, that's what they've been doing for the last five years here. Atlanta's going to rebuild. Uh, the Tempe Buccaneers, I've been seeing it all year. They have a, um, a combination of a defense that can win a game 6-3 to three if they have to, and an offense that can win a game you know, 35-30 to 30 if they have to. The teams with that level of, um, of offense and defense, they can beat you both ways. I like teams that can do that, um, and that's why a lot of these teams are going to be up higher on this list. Now, Tampa Bay, 9-5. and five, They're a legit threat. Bovada has them at plus 1,300 to win the Super Bowl. Number 9 on my list, the Tennessee Titans. I like the way this offense is playing. I think they might be the number one offense in the league at this point after Green Bay only only scored about like 21 points or something against Carolina. Uh, Green Bay and, and uh, Tennessee play each other on on Sunday night football this week. Two of the top three offenses in the leagues. I have questions about both their defenses. 
uh, but their offenses are scoring. And uh, I like to the Tennessee Titans because, man, teams that can run the ball this time of year tend to do well and tend to make longer playoff pushes. So I like the Tennessee Titans. They are at plus 2,000, according to Bavada, to win the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, I think that's fair, given where some of these other teams are. You'll see uh, see them ahead in the list. Number eight, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, you know, Look, they were number one or tied for number one a couple weeks ago. They've lost three straight. I'm plummeting them down the list because they're not looking good. I'm not worried about the three losses. Teams lose three in a row. That's one thing. My problem is, look, the defense has had some injuries, and they're trying to acclimate to that. Uh, Their offense is a pass-happy, let's-go-empty-backfield-all-the-time offense. When you're a dome team and you have home field advantage in the playoffs, that works. Like, let's say, and I know the, the Saints are not an example of this because they will run the ball, but the New Orleans Saints, if they wanted to do that in their dome, then fine, do that. The Pittsburgh Steelers running empty backfield on fourth and ones and fourth, you know, fourth and goals from the one and all that stuff. I just don't like the offensive philosophy. Um, I've been pretty critical. I was critical of them last year. I thought they actually probably should have made the playoffs last year, even without Roethlisberger. I didn't like the play calling. Um, they started in undefeated this year. It was working for them. Uh, teams have adjusted. Uh, they know what they're doing. And then also, you know, the wide receivers need to be more consistent catching the ball. I've been saying that for weeks as well. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they're the they're the lowest ranked of the three lost teams by a wide margin because I don't like what I've been seeing from them the last like five or six weeks. Remember that Dallas game that they struggled to win? Uh, the Washington game wasn't a shock. Then they lose to Buffalo. They have the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're going to lose the Colts game as well. But hey, if they win that, then they vault back up. It's just how it goes, Pittsburgh. Um, higher standards for you. And you know what? The Pittsburgh Steelers can run. They actually ran the ball regularly and, and just fine against the Cincinnati Bengals, but they got to do a little bit better. Number seven on this list, the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh Steelers are at plus 2,000, according to Bavada, to win the Super Bowl. So let's see here with the Seattle Seahawks at number seven. I like the Seattle Seahawks. I called them to make the uh, the NFC uh, championship game, and actually, I made I had them as the NFC representative for the Super Bowl. They are ten and four at this point. They play the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Russell Wilson was an MVP, was my MVP vote until about week ten. Uh, for me, Aaron Rodgers and what he's been doing, he's caught up to Russell Wilson in terms of the stats, and he's taking care. I mean. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just next level, but Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, those are the three um, for the MVP this year. So I know if you're a Seahawks fan, you think Russ should be the uh, the MVP. Um, I do think that he's been passed, but hell, man, he's having a great season. The Seattle Seahawks defense is also playing a little bit better. It really kind of weirded me out that Dwayne Haskins was completing slant after slant after slant, but I think Seattle is probably playing a little bit softer in coverage at that point. They had like two or three score lead, uh, and they won the game, so who cares, right? So Seattle Seahawks, I think they'll take care of business against the Rams this week. We'll see what happens. They are at, according to Bavada, plus 1,200 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, let's see, number 16, Indianapolis Colts, 10-4. and four. Uh, I like the way the Colts are playing. Uh, I do believe that the Tennessee Titans, based on tiebreakers, are ahead of them in the division. So the Colts are actually a wild card team at this point. However, I think the Colts are the better team because I like the defense. And, uh, you know, the Colts, they lost Jonathan Taylor to injury for a while. He was slowed up. Well, now he's back in full force. Um, yes, I know that they almost gave up a tying touchdown to the Houston Texans, but I think the Houston Texans are better than people think. They just had really bad coaching and bad schemes. I think the Houston uh, Texans will be back next year. The Indianapolis Colts, to me, are my favorite team in the AFC South to make a deeper playoff run. And I do respect the Tennessee Titans, and I don't think last year was a fluke. I just like the way this Indianapolis Colts team was constructed. And I said last year, in 2019, 
um, before Andrew Luck retired. Actually, I thought they would make it in the AFC Championship game. They got Phillip Rivers. The offense is starting to click with them. Um, so, uh, yeah, I like the Colts. Speaking of, oh, and the Colts are at plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl. Number five, the Cleveland Browns, another team that had a quarterback kind of ascend um, as the season went on. Uh, you got Kevin Stefanski there doing great things. You have the best two running backs um, combination in football by far. And I think Nick Chubb is probably my favorite running back in the league. When I mean favorite, I mean I think he is the best running back in the league. He would fit in any uh, any system. I haven't seen a running back like this since LaDainian Tomlinson. The only thing that holds Nick Chubb back is I don't think he gets the volume that he should get but hey when you got Kareem Hunt there keep everybody fresh for the playoffs that's one thing uh, Miles Garrett back on the defense the defense is going to get better Baker Mayfield gets better every single week I was worried about this team after Odell Beckham went down with injury but they just keep putting up points man I love the coaching and Baker Mayfield is improving uh, week after week so I like them quite a bit the Cleveland Browns Bavada has at plus 2800 to win the Super Bowl um, I think they should be a little bit higher than that. I think they should be at plus 2,000 with what that run game can do to a team in January and February. Uh, let's see, the Green Bay Packers at number four, 11 and three. I've moved them up the list. They were the number one scoring offense until this past weekend. Uh, they face off against the Tennessee Titans, who are my number nine team. Um, so obviously, if the Green Bay Packers win that, I think I will vault them a little bit higher on this list next week. Uh, we see, I, I, you know, my thing is, I know what Green Bay is doing. First of all, when Aaron Rodgers is throwing for 40 touchdowns and four interceptions, a 10 to 1, that's just absurd. A 10 to 1 touchdown interception ratio, it's absurd. What they're doing, what the Green Bay Packers are doing, super impressive. Um, but they can run the ball. And they haven't been running the ball as of late, but when it gets to the playoffs, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, who I like as well, they're going to be able to run the ball. My big question is the, the defense, can they keep it going defensively? Can they hold and limit points when they need to? And the Packers have made big plays when they need to, but I think the teams ahead of them on this list have a really good offense and they're a little bit better defensively. So that's why they have, for instance, the New Orleans Saints at uh, number three, even though they're 10-4. and four, um, you know, bottom line is they dropped a game to the Philadelphia Eagles that I don't think Drew Brees would have dropped. Then they had to deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought they had a hell of a game plan together for the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought their defense played great. It's just you run up against the Chiefs. Even when you play a great game against them, they still score 30 points. It's crazy. But the New Orleans Saints, 10-4, Drew Brees back. Uh, Michael Thomas will be back for the playoffs. He was on the, you know, on the injured reserve. This team hasn't been fully healthy since week one. I said the same thing about the San Francisco 49ers last year. They just kept dealing with injuries. They got healthy for the playoffs and they made the Super Bowl. I think that's what's going to happen with the New Orleans Saints this year. Um, now, my preseason pick was the Seattle Seahawks, so I'm not going to go away from that. But I'll be honest with you, New Orleans Saints right now, putting it on the field, they're the best team in the NFC. Um, from you know, And yes, I do watch all the games. They're so the best team in the NFC at this point. Will that be the case in three weeks when the, you know, when the playoffs start? We'll see. Number two on my list, the Buffalo Bills um, at 11-3. and three. And I'll be honest, oh, by the way, the New Orleans Saints are at plus 800 to win the Super Bowl, according to Bavada. Uh, let's see, number two on my list, Buffalo Bills, 11-3. and three. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, number one on my list is the Kansas City Chiefs at 13-1. and one. Uh, You got to put the Kansas City Chiefs up there just based on the record. Here's my thing. Uh, if the season ended today and the playoffs were to start, who would my Super Bowl pick be, the Super Bowl winning pick? It would be the Kansas City Chiefs because I don't see how you can bet against them. I don't think we've seen the best out of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think New Orleans gave them everything that Kansas City Chiefs could handle, and the Kansas City Chiefs passed that test. Um, they show up for the big games. We haven't really seen them be dominant like we were kind of thinking that they would be dominant. When I say dominant, I mean like beating teams by like three scores and those kinds of things. But they just keep winning. 
and they are incrementally defensively getting better each week. I think incrementally offensively, they're getting more creative and better each week. They're just impossible to stop. But the Buffalo Bills, who did lose to the Kansas City Chiefs earlier this year, the Buffalo Bills at this point to me in the NFL are playing the best today. So when I'm putting this list together, I'm thinking, well, who should I put number one? Should I put the Kansas City Chiefs number one, give them, you know, um, the respect from last year's Super Bowl champs, and they are, are, are also better by everybody by at least two games this year? Or should I put the team doing the best on the field right now in the Buffalo Bills? And by the way, last week I said the Bills and the Saints were putting the best product of football on the field, and what did the Kansas City Chiefs do? They beat the New Orleans Saints. So given that they beat the Saints, um, the Kansas City Chiefs are number one on my list. The Buffalo Bills... I think could give the Kansas City Chiefs a great game if they meet in the playoffs. And I hope they do because that would be a fun game to watch. Um, the Buffalo Bills did beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are um, are going down. I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers would be in the AFC Championship game. I don't think that's going to be the case the way the Steelers are playing football today. The Buffalo Bills, it all rides on uh, Josh Allen's mentality. Is he ready as a mature quarterback in the playoff in those pressure situations? To take that next step, I do believe he will, but I still think the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes will get it done. Kansas City is at plus 170, according to Bovado, to win the Super Bowl, so there you go. There are my power rankings. Uh, We'll catch you again next week. Week 17 is going to be fun. There's week 16. Uh, We'll catch you again soon. Okay, before uh, you know, Sam and I get into the rest of the show here, I want to talk about my friends at Coors Light. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill, and how do you like to hit that reset button for what's next holiday season, Sam, buddy. I love holiday season. Uh, usually, I'm 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 pretty chill, and I can tell you, I've been chilling quite a bit with Coors Light responsibly. Sam, as always, responsibly, been chilling with Coors Light. But we got the basement up and running. We're watching those uh, those holiday movies, um, and I'm loving life. How about you? Yeah, man, and uh, Coors, Coors tops it off, bro. Yes, always, always. always. Every, everybody out there, don't miss the new packaging from Coors Light. It's hitting the shelves. The new design features clear skies that invite you to sit back, unwind, and drink it all in. And the iconic Coors Light mountains still turn blue when your beer is co- as cold as the Rockies. Brand new look, same ice cold refreshment. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit that reset button... And I hit that reset button probably every other day. I love it. Uh, when you need to hit that reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in a new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Everybody, seriously here, celebrate responsibly. It's the holiday season. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yeah, buddy, so I had to keep the um, Kansas City Chiefs at uh, at number one. The Buffalo Bills are, are really impressing me, though, man. Number two. Highest yeah, they've they ever been. Good. They look good. And I see the Steelers are, are on, a, on a decline, which they are, we were all about for a while. And, yeah. you know. Dude, man, they're, they're driving me nuts. They're driving me nuts to lose into the Bengals like that. And the Rams lose into the Jets. What's the matter with these people? Yeah. And then the, I love the I love that the Jets win, right? Because I don't – look, they're going to fire their, head, their coaching staff. They're absolutely going to fire Adam Gase and all that stuff. Right. But <laughs> – you know, they kept them. The ownership, I think, did the wise thing because teams that – what ends up happening – and it, it, this always makes me laugh because I'll post videos. Like when the Jets gave up that deep touchdown pass to the Raiders on the last play of the game you know, weeks ago, and I, I did the reaction to it and everything, and everybody's just come on, comes on. There's always the YouTube commenter that will come on and will say, oh, so you still believe that this isn't rigged and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like <laughs> – like there are people out there that really think 
that like Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator for the Jets, woke up that day thinking, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to really blow up my resume and I want to be part of a winless team. That's going to that's going to do wonders for my career. Right. You know, because this is Greg Williams. He wants to be a head coach, this, you know? Right. 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 You know, and so like these guys, they they're like it's all a conspiracy and like, "Oh, yeah, of course." And the the owners said that the Jets have to lose. Yeah, okay. Okay. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> they fire Greg Williams the next day. So Greg Williams is probably, you know, is losing. Yeah, I know some of those contracts are guaranteed. I don't know about the coordinators, but he's losing money. He's not doing what he wants to do. For what? So that a, so that a coaching staff that's not going to be affiliated with the Jets, because they're dead men walking, so that they can right. get the number one pick, they're in on it. And then there are people that are like, oh, the NFL is so fixed. The NFL is so fixed. They have, what is this, um, probably about 3,000 players. No, no, I'm sorry. It's not 3,000. It's like 1,500 people, more than. Because you got rosters of, of 50 plus people and 32 teams. So you got 1,600 actually plus. For how many seasons has the NFL been? Right? And it's, right. And it's fixed, and we've never heard that it's fixed. <laughs> there hasn't been one leak. Right. There's a whistleblower for literally everything else in the whole world. But in the, the whole NFL, world. Yeah, the NFL. The NFL, you know, is, <laughs> is running this crazy scheme and. Keeping, you know, and, and everybody's yeah. into it, especially the really talented college players that have you know have had everything spoon fed to them from from pee wee football all the way through college and their stars, and then they get to the NFL and we never hear from them again. But they've been on a roster buried on the depth chart. They've they're in on it. They're in on it, <laughs> right? Yeah. These people yep. that uh, you know that that get drafted and they flame out of the league and they go to the Canadian Football League, which I guess isn't fixed. And they're desperately trying to get back into the fixed NFL. They're in on it. Every, everybody yep. is in on it. It's the it's the most impressive conspiracy of all time. The NFL. There's right. these people out there. You know, sometimes the, the simplest solution is that people, you know, people aren't trying to fix stuff. Maybe they're actually trying to compete. Yeah. So stupid. Anyway, so the New York Jets. Meanwhile, this fixed New York Jets who blew that game. To, I don't know how this fix how this fits into the fixed. NFL, Sam. I don't know how this fits into the conspiracy because they gave up that touchdown to the Las Vegas Raiders so they could get Trevor Lawrence. But I guess to add a little bit of drama for the NYC market, I guess what the NFL wants is Trevor Lawrence to go to Jacksonville instead of New York <laughs> in this conspiracy? Yes. yes. It's got to be. It's got to be. We need and that. Trevor, we and need look, that. Trevor Lawrence, like Eli Manning, when he came out and uh, he didn't want to go to San Diego – uh, back when the San Diego had the franchise, and he wanted to go mm-hmm. to the New York Giants, that was that was all fixed. The San Diego, uh, San Diego Chargers, they wanted Philip Rivers. The whole thing was orchestrated years right, in advance. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. Freaking idiots. So so dumb. Yeah. The people who listen to this podcast are not among that group that think the NFL is fixed. Yeah. I think we've <laughs> lost. I, I think we've lost everybody who did because I think we had some of that audience. I think they've left us this year. Yeah. And I've not well. had patience with those kinds of people. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. Yeah, that's man. dumb. That's dumb thinking. It's a it's a wild world out there, man. Yeah, yeah. The um, that uh, the NFL they fixed that Tyree catch where he caught it against the back yeah. of his helmet. It's all fixed. Yeah. It was orchestrated. <laughs> it, it was scripted out in 1997. So right. They practiced it a couple times in the play field. He was able to you know, maybe he had some with that sticky yeah, stuff. Yeah, all, all those Atlanta players, they wanted to yeah. they wanted to They want to know. hear about 28 to 3 for the rest of their life. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they all said, "You know what? We're good." 
We're good getting made fun of every place we go. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're good with that. Arthur Blank, um, notoriously successful owner of, of Home Depot, success everywhere in his life, billionaire. He wants to be the laughing stock in the butt of the 28 to 3 jokes. That's that's what billionaire that's what billionaires want. They want to buy into this fixed. Goodness gracious. So, so dumb. So dumb. Uh, oh, speaking of dumb. Um, so I don't know if you even caught this. Uh, so, you know, Alex Smith, he had the calf strain, so he had to sit out um, – uh, week 15 against the Seattle Seahawks. So the Washington football team put in Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, which um, obviously was going to be a loss because he sucks. He's just a he's a bag of garbage. Um, yeah. Never would have been drafted except he went to the same high school as Dan Snyder's son. And so Dan <laughs> Snyder said, hey, you know, we're going to draft his quarterback. And they say, the, the, the coaching staff says, no, he doesn't fit what we want to do. He <laughs> says, no, we're going to draft him because he went to school with my boy. So they drafted and then him. We're, and then we're going to get rid of the coaching staff. Yeah. So that we're going to prove that they're the problem. Yep. And not this guy. That's a Snyder move. That's of the course. Snyder move. Um, of course. These which guys is why I don't... can't get out of their own way. But it's fixed. Yeah, it's all fixed anyway, right? It was scripted. <laughs> it's scripted. So, um, yeah, scripted in the 80s. Right, right when Dwayne Haskins was born, they said, this is going to be the guy that goes to the strip club after he loses to Seattle. And, uh, right. and gets his picture taken next to the strippers without um, without his face mask on. Ah, how do you? How are you so stupid? <laughs> Come he's on, gone, this guy loses his starting job. He's so, like he's just man. He's just everything you don't want in a quarterback. Yep. Everything you don't want in a quarterback. So then he comes out. He's so it's immature. It's stupid. I take full responsibility. Well, what is taking full responsibility? You've acknowledged that you're in trouble. That's not taking responsibility. Taking responsibility is not letting this stuff happen anymore. What is this, man? Come on. Ay, ay, ay. NBA started last night, though. Yes, it did. So I turned on. Um, unfortunately, I would like to have watched more of the Warriors-Nets uh, game. I thought it was on later. So I turned it on, and it was already a 30-point game by the time I turned it on. So what happened there, man? I'm sure you were watching. Well, I mean, the Nets are the Nets are a superior team. They're yeah. they're good. They're locked in. Well, they're deep. Um, we were talking about this last week. They're deep, yeah, right? They are deep. They are deep, and they're locked in. Um, and the Warriors, you know, it, it's gonna. Yeah, I think it's gonna take them a few games. They also didn't have Draymond Green. Um, obviously, Clay out. You know, they're they're the Warriors will be fighting for a playoff spot this year, and and the Nets are a contender. So. This is what happens when you have an opening night and the Nets are dialed in and, and they're ready to go. Um, yeah, the Warriors were playing their entire B squad when I when I tuned in last night for the yeah. few minutes that I did tune in. I'm just like, well, if the B squad's in, like Steph's not in. I'm sure he came back in, but it's like Steph's not in. They're down by 31. I'm going to go ahead and move it over to uh, whatever Christmas movie I watched. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a 20-point game, but it you know they doubled that, you know. <laughs> mm. I was I was at least giving the Warriors and you know to keep it somewhat somewhat decent, but you know um, after seeing the the Nets move the ball and you know uh, play full team basketball and Steve Nash seems like I really I really like that hire. So is he trying to do the D'Antoni just, thing? Is he like a big runner? Is a or is that what they did last night? I guess is the question. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that he's going to let the players kind of do what they want and get out of the way. Um, kind of have some sets but you have some you know hall of famers on your team and some other really really good players um some borderline uh all-stars and i think steve nash is going to kind of let them be fluid out there and 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 go after it and i mean dan tony's on his staff so 
I'm, oh, sure they put sense, in, yeah. I'm sure they put in a bunch of offensive sets that um, that are going to look good out there. Yeah, I mean those Suns teams uh, back when they had Amari Stoudemire and all that. He's on the he's on the Nets coaching staff as well. No kidding, Amari Stoudemire is. Yeah, Amari Stoudemire. Yep, and uh, Dan Tony. So they get the band back together, man. They are, man. Cedric Sabalos going to be on that coaching staff. <laughs> uh, he was not on that team, anyways. <laughs> oh, was he not? Who's... You're, you're going. You're going way back. Who is? Uh... <laughs> it's funny. We got Sean, uh, Sean Marion. Sean Marion. Um, yeah. Gosh, uh, no, I'm I'm thinking about one. Barbosa. It was... Barbosa is who I was thinking about. Barbosa. Sabalos and Barbosa is. And Diaw. Boris Diaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were those squads. Those were fun teams. That was the seven seconds or less Suns when they were. Dude, they were good. They were trying to get a shot up within seven seconds or less. Yeah, um, they would have. I feel like they should have. Kind of like actually the Sacramento Kings versus the LA Lakers when the the Kings, you know, of course they had Vladi and they had Weber. Like there was one year that that the. the um the Kings should have gotten past the Lakers. There was one year that the Suns also should have gotten past the Spurs, and they just yeah, didn't they get it done. Yeah, they both just got raw deals. I mean, the Kings were literally cheated out of it by a ref who was yeah. betting on games. Um, yeah. They, they, that was a year they actually should have. And then the Suns, they just had a bad break where Steve Nash got thrown into the scorer's table by Robert Ory. Yeah. And all those players left the bench yep. and were suspended. Um that that I really think their their next game at home, if they had all their players, they would they would have beat um, the Spurs that year, yeah, um, and probably won a championship. Um, yeah. So they got a they kind of got a raw deal on that. Um, but um, yeah, I, I like I told you last week, I really I really like the Nets this year, and this is you know obviously um, Kyrie favorite player, Steve yeah. Nash one of my favorite players, and. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, box score now. You got uh, Curry put up 20 points, seven of 21. So that's you know that's not a, a Curry like field goal percentage. No, got... but he also sat, you know, pretty much yeah. you know into the third, all the fourths. So. Oh, did he sit all the fourth? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And so. then Wiggins was what four, 16, and 13 points. That's not gonna get it done. You know, your top no, two scores 33. Step up. Yeah, he's got to step up. Yeah, but I'm looking at you got you know, Wiseman. Uh, Wiseman, 24 minutes. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so surprised to see him in there. I guess because uh, Draymond didn't play, right? So. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to play Wiseman. They're really high on him. I, I I expect to see him get 25 to 30 minutes a game. Then you got yeah, they don't have they don't have a deep bench, so they're gonna they're gonna have to play some of these guys. Yeah, right. Um, you know. Dang, and I'm looking at the Nets. Yeah, you got uh, Lavert off the bench, plays 25 minutes, gives you 20. Um, gosh, yeah. I mean, the, 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 you can just see it in the stat Joe line. Joe Harris, Dimwitty, mm-hmm. um, Kyrie, Durant. Uh, you know, you can DeAndre. see you can yeah. see team basketball in, in the stat lines, and yet, you know, sometimes there's bad shooting. Like, you know, Steph's not going to go seven to right. twenty-one every week, but you got Durant giving you seven to sixteen in twenty-five minutes, twenty-two points. You got Kyrie giving you ten to sixteen, twenty-six points. Uh, rebounds. Uh, Jordan gives you eleven rebounds, but only four mm. points. But his role is to get you rebounds. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, assists wise, um, not a ton of assists. Lavert actually led the team in assists off the bench, but he gave you twenty five minutes. He gave you the same amount of minutes as Durant and Irving did. Right. So right. you know, nice rotation. Um, yeah, very interesting. Who else played? I know the Lakers played last night, but it was late, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that one either. They, um, I, they, I did turn it on. They at played one point. the Clippers, right? Yeah, they played the Clippers. They were losing by twenty relatively early in that game. 
Uh, and they lost by seven, so they closed yeah, the gap. Okay. Let me take okay. a look at the box score on that guy. Uh, as we pull this up. Oh, man. Wow, the internet's lagging. This is fantastic. <laughs> fantastic for the podcast. No, uh, man, we got to get our IT team back. Yeah, I know. Once, COVID, once we can get some COVID relief. Yeah, we furloughed our, our crack IT staff. <laughs> so we got to bring them back. Kawhi gives you 34 minutes and 26 points. Paul George, 33 points, 13 to 18 shooting from Mr. George. That, that's what they're looking for from him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got to bounce back. He had a bad bubble. And, um, yeah, they, they they need him. They need him and uh, Kawhi to to to. to I think they're going to have a better team this year, actually, um, than they did last year. Remind me who's the and, coach there? We talked about this last week. I forgot. Uh, Tyloo. Oh, is it okay? No, no, no. It's he the Lakers coach or no? He ended up with the Clippers. Yeah, he's not the Lakers yeah. coach. <clears throat> yeah, no. Interesting. Lakers still have Frank Vogel. Yeah, until right. they do bad enough, and then they'll probably just get rid of him and put Jason Kidd there because that's yeah, all. Right. That's who all the guys want anyway. Yeah, you can't fi- you can't fire Vogel when he wins a championship. Yeah, no, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I'm looking at Davis. He scores 18 points on eight to 15. You got James going seven to 17, for 22 points. What did us What else did James do? Because it's more about the points with LeBron. Um, five rebounds, five assists. So not really, not yeah. really doing that well. Um, Schroeder gives you twelve boards, eight yeah, assists, Schroeder, and fourteen Schroeder, points. Schroeder and Harrell uh, were there. You know the reason they were kind of in that game from what I looked at earlier today. So yeah. uh, almost gives you a triple Sh- double at the point guard yeah, position. Yeah, Schro- Schroeder is a really good pickup for them. They're gonna really, they're gonna need him this year. Where the hell did he come from? I don't even think I've heard of him. Oh uh, no, man, he was well. He was really good when he was in Atlanta. Mm. You know, his first couple of years, and then he was really good last year with OKC. Yeah. Uh, had career numbers. Um, so they they got they got a really good player for for really nothing. Yeah, only two starts for Oklahoma City last year. I'm looking at his stats yeah. now. Nineteen yeah, he points came off a the game bench behind Chris Paul, but he was you know he's a, he's a good player from yeah, Germany. Two starts only, th- but only two starts, but thirty minutes a game. Um, yeah. yeah, 19, and he gave you how many assists a game? Four. How many boards? Where are your boards, buddy? And tough months. little German guy. Talks uh-huh. a lot of crap. And... Very good. Nothing yeah. like a like a guy with a German accent talking crap to you. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got going on this week, man? What, what are your holiday plans? Oh, uh, man, chilling. I'm just ready. To, I'm ready to be done with work for a little bit. Um, yeah. So basically, I'm waiting for them to give us the call today to be like, all right, if you guys can – log off log off and then ah oh man just just chilling and spending time with the kid man other than that just it's a lot of relaxing that's cool you i'm mad about I'm catching mad about catching up on uh on any netflix there ah oh man i don't know there's nothing i'm there's nothing i'm watching right now uh, you should watch uh, that Big Mouth. Uh, you know, I think I'm five or six episodes in now. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, um, you've give, you've given me some stuff. So yeah. Once I can finally sit down and not have to do the last minute um, run around, you know, before um, the you big get, day. You have your PTO mandated. Are you are you using like a lot towards the end of the year? No. no. I mean, they there's like you know like tomorrow and mm. uh, Christmas Day they make us they yeah. make us use it. Um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, they make us use it. So that's, you know, what, you know, 32 hours sure. of mandated, you know, PDO. So that, that kind of blows, but I, I have quite a bit. So yeah, it's all good. 
I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be joining the ranks of uh, of the employed sometime. Yes, maybe maybe sense. by the end of January. That's the kind of the hope here. Um, got my fingers in a few things. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Oh man. What about you, man? What you guys got going, dude? You guys staying pretty much? Yeah, we'll be local. sequestered. Yeah. We are. Yeah, yeah definitely local. Um, we're gonna be doing. Zoom thing with uh, my wife's um, other family because she has two two families, uh, you right. know, nuclear family for her. Um, I got uh, a call with my family, a Zoom thing at like four thirty. Then we got a Zoom thing at six thirty with her family, and then the kids go to bed. And I think we have like a part one Zoom and then a part two Zoom with her family or something like that. So Christmas Day is as always is just going to be completely loaded. You wake up in the morning. You know, we'll have our presents. Then we're going to go over to the grandparents' house that are local, but we're going to be—it's going to be freezing, and we're doing thing. We're going to be outside, so that could be. Um, could that be might interesting. be a quick one. That might, might be a quick one. It should be, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I'm more—I'll be fine. I'm more concerned about, and I think the kids the will kids. be fine too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be all right though. You know, kids—kids kids like the cold. Bundle They're going to be opening presents with their mittens on. So bundle it up. Yeah, so I think they'll be all right. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be kind of you know it's gonna be a weird year for a lot of everybody out there. You That's know? right, man. That's right. We'll see. I mean, he's, hopefully the uh, the vaccines get out, we get our lives back in order. Um, oh man, you know, summer. We need to. We need to. You gotta. Are you? You're a health worker, so are you gonna be in on the uh, the early ones, or are you kind of waiting to see? I mean, most of the people I uh, that I you know um, interact with have already gotten theirs. Um, mm. So. I'll be able to get mine soon, um, so I will. And I know some people are like, yeah, I'm not doing it. And I'm like, well, I mean, if everyone had that opinion, like, we would never beat the Saints. So yeah, it, like, would be, it would be three years, people, right? They say three right, years the more, for Hurdman. The, the more people get vaccinated, the better. Like, yeah, right. So let's, let's just do it so we can get back to our lives. And, yeah. You know. Um, you know. Well, the, here's the deal is, like, when I get the vaccine – um and I will I, I I think because I have asthma so I'm gonna probably be in the next you know round but I want mm-hmm. I want everybody in the first round to have their shots their second shot and see if there are any reactions because mm-hmm. I've had a reaction once upon a time to a flu shot so I'll get it and I'll be you know I'll get it probably relatively soon I'm guessing I'll probably get mine in March and um bottom line is like if people refuse to get it and it will be readily available by like summer to people right if they're refusing right. to get it, Look, man, like I'm, I've been the, on the big mask train and all that stuff. I'm not wearing a mask for the rest of my life because people refuse to take medicine. That yeah, I'm exactly. not going to do. Exactly. So, you know, at that point, because to me is like people are getting sick because they don't have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. They have no choice. And so if you go and you wear a mask and you infect people, then you're basically choosing on their other person's behalf. Well, then if they choose not to get the vaccine, I feel logically that then the, the choice has been shifted. They're saying, right. I'm not going to be treated, so you have to wear a mask. That's when I'm like, well, I mean, come on. You have yeah. a choice, and you're you're now you know exhibiting your choice. So, look, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the good the good citizen thing. I'll wear my mask until, you know, probably yeah, this time so this next is, year or whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. But, you know, on flights and all that stuff, I just think it's probably because I always get sick on flights anyway. It's like the worst mm-hmm. thing is you go on a plane, you get all germy. So I don't mind wearing the mask on the plane, but... You know, the idea that I'm going to be wearing a mask when I'm out to eat and all that, you know, next year, next summer, next fall, if if the no. vaccines are out there, readily out there, and people are just refusing to get them, then, you know, we're going to let the chips fall where they fall. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they're really, you know, unless you have strong allergic reactions to stuff, there's really no, there's no excuse not to, not yeah. to do it just for the betterment of everyone. But yeah. What do I know? Yeah, but you know, then we have to figure out what, what you know the kids' vaccines. They haven't even been testing right. yet, and all that stuff. So there's, there, I mean, we're going to be masking up for a while in 2021. Oh, just, for sure. I'm yeah. looking forward to not having to, but, right. I, but you know, it really honestly doesn't bother me too much when I'm out. Sometimes no, I don't, I don't mind it. It's just you know, like it's you know, especially in the cold, it's really not bad. No, it's yeah. actually like another uh, another thing layer. to wear over your face that yeah. you know um, warms you up, but. It, it, it does suck if you're sweating like crazy and you got this thing over your face. Yeah, and you right. Got, like, you know, hot air. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. That but is, yep. We got to do what we got to do, man. Got to do what we got to do. Hopefully, well, hopefully, hopefully we get, yeah, gonna say, hopefully hopefully we get all, this back, to, back yeah. to normal as soon as possible. And hopefully we all stay safe and people appropriately distance, even though it's, you know, going to be Christmas this weekend for, you know, those that celebrate it and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Hopefully we all take care of each other. It's what we've been saying all year. It's the name of the game. Take care of your community. That's it, brother. All right. Well, on that note, I think we can end the show. Buddy, you got anything else for anybody before we head out? No, man. Everyone be good. Have a good holiday. And uh, we'll get back with you, I guess, uh, next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Have a great uh, holiday weekend. If Christmas is your thing, do it up. I'll be doing it up. And uh, if Christmas isn't your thing, it's going to be business as usual next week anyway. Grab your Chinese food. If Christmas isn't your thing, it'll be open, right? That's the stereotype. Yeah, anyway. man. I don't know. That is. That is. Yeah. Hey, you could do worse than Chinese food on Christmas, I'll say. Exactly. Say <laughs> All right. Um, shoot, maybe I'll pick some up. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do for dinner anyway. I'll get some Chinese food. I've done it something. before, man. It's not a bad Not a bad, not bad gig. A little egg roll, a <laughs> no. little, uh, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, little Kung Pao. I like not it. Bad. All right. On that note, everybody, uh, have a great week, great weekend, and we'll catch you next week. Be good. Welcome to, Welcome the, podcast. to the podcast. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they beat. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Touch your mic, get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are all it. Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they beat. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast.